everyone. Welcome back to my solo road. Hi, my name is Sydney. This is my podcast here where we talk all about van life and I rant about mental health quite often. Not really rant, but I guess vent. But today is a different episode because we finally are getting back into interviews, conversation with other people who live on the road so that anyone listening, if you're interested in van life or you just find van life interesting, you can hear different perspectives and it's not always just me talking and giving my own. And it's just been a while. I went through a patch where if you're like an avid My Solo Road listener, you already know this, but if you are new, I went through a several week period where I was just talking on my own because I don't know, I was just, I just felt like it. I just needed to get back to you and me, but now we're there. We have established the relationship again and I feel solid. So we're going to start introducing some new people around here. And today's episode is Eamon and Beck. Many of you may know them. Uh, They have a really awesome and successful YouTube channel. They use that, I think, as like their primary platform. And then secondary would be uh, Instagram. However, we will be discussing all of that during this episode. I also wanted to have a couple on the podcast because I've never done that before. I've had people in relationships, but I've never had two people to give both sides of living in a van together, building out a van together, working always together in terms of making their videos for YouTube and stuff like that. So I'm sure they will have so much insight for us. We can jump right into that. I don't want to ramble for too long. But before I go into recording, with them because I don't want to have to do an ad for them. That would be weird. I am going to share a little bit about BetterHelp. So if you don't know, BetterHelp is an online counseling platform where you can have weekly sessions with a counselor. I have been doing BetterHelp for maybe six to eight months now. It's been a good long while, but I absolutely love it. I have made huge strides in just... I don't know, self-progress, having all these realizations. I've had many on the podcast or I'll record a podcast right after I have a session. So I talk about what I've experienced that day. It has done wonders for me and it could probably be very beneficial for so many of you, especially if you're traveling. I mean, also with COVID, I guess it could really be helpful to anyone because it's difficult right now to go to a one-on-one therapy session in any way. But regardless, COVID or traveling, that's what I was going to say. For all travelers, people in vans, RVs, campers, and everything, if you're constantly moving, it's difficult to find a therapist that you would be able to talk to when you're in a different city all the time. So you can check out BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash divine to get 10% off. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, by the way, not BetterHealth. It is betterhelp.com slash divine. If it asks for a code, just use code divine. You'll get 10% off. They're very budget friendly. And yeah, join over a million people prioritizing their mental health today. And go grab your drink. I will be drinking coffee today. Not mine just yet. We're still on that journey. I'll keep you posted. I promise. It's interesting kind of being like new to having a business of any kind. I know I'm partnering with Dallup, but you don't realize how long things can take um, until you're actually doing them. But they, the bags are literally being made. I know I've been saying that, but the bags are being made. And then I didn't realize that there was like so many steps to making the bags, right? There was like a pre-press and then all of the stuff that you don't care about. Anyways, the coffee is coming. I'm going to be drinking a different kind of coffee because that's not made yet. Go grab whatever you would like to drink and we will be back with our lovely friends, Amen and Beck. Hello, everyone. We are back with Eamon and Beck. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Sydney. Hola. We're great. Thanks for having us on the pod. Yeah, we absolutely. We're honored and excited. Okay, so you guys just finished a, a beautiful, beautiful new van build. Not um, done yet. I wish the the sentence could be you've just finished. But okay. Yeah. You're never <laughs> We're done. We're going to stop you right there. <laughs> Are you on the tail end of the build? It looks yes. beautiful. It's photograph worthy right now. Yeah, yeah. We're almost done. We're 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 battling the last week and it's the electrical week and you know Things just take a long time. So hopefully... Well, let's yeah, be yeah. totally honest. Last night we were falling asleep and uh, Eamon yeah. finally pulls out the electrical diagram and realizes <laughs> we've used the wrong wires for the entire wiring of whatever, I don't wrong know, the size. technical term. And yeah, so we have to redo everything we've yeah. done the last three days. It's it's a tough one to admit, but yeah, we, we use two gauge and we should be using two aught. And it's, uh, it's a big deal. So <laughs> yeah. we got a bit of work ahead of us. Yeah. Okay. So do you do the electrical last? Is that how you've done your last fan build as well? 
Well, no, we do, we do the wiring kind of first, right? right? To run all the wires. But then, yeah, like the, the batteries and, and inverter and everything typically kind of get shoved into a corner. Like, obviously, we have a vision of where everything's going. Right. This time, we did partner with Battleborn, and, and they hooked us up with, like, the batteries and, like, Victron inverter and all these high-end components. So yeah. it is a little bit more complicated than our, our first kind of two builds. We built a, another van for my dad. So we want to get it right, and we haven't got it right yet. So <laughs> soon, it will come. Soon. It will come. I mean, you're you're living in it right now, right? Yes. Okay. With an extension cord running through the door. <laughs> awesome. No, that's, you're really doing the thing, then. You know, you're committed. It's an it's an extended sprinter this time, right? The 170. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And how is? I'm just always so curious about this. How is the fixed bed life? How has that been like? So interesting because we're living in the van, but our days aren't our normal van life days of traveling and sort of slow mornings and stuff like that. It's like, get up, let's make this place a construction zone again. And things are everywhere. So I don't think I have like the exact uh, vibe for it. Yeah. yeah the, the, I don't fully grasp like how great it's going to be or whether I prefer it the other way, but so far, man, it's really nice. I think, I think <laughs> especially like coming from three years living in the 144, the smaller wheelbase, getting that extra two feet or whatever it is uh, and the fixed bed kind of makes sense but i don't know if i would do a fixed bed in a 144 oh, like I that seems wouldn't. crazy you have nowhere to stand yeah i oh. definitely wouldn't okay you guys are destroying my dreams i i don't think i could get a 170 just for me like i just don't have the excuse for all of that space but i want a fixed bed so bad because but, I don't, okay no, but no, our, hold on hold dreams. on if your priorities are different like we like to host we we love having people oh in yeah there. i think you do too don't you i mean i love hosting but i'm not i don't really get the opportunity often enough to like create a van build around it you know what i mean yeah. like right i'm kind of just with the dogs a good majority of the time but when i'm with friends i'm 1000 percent the host i love being a good like host. Yeah. in our other van trinity we have like a, a couch bed design and we'd be hanging out with two or three other vans that are 170s bigger setups and we'd be chilling in our van always I don't yeah. know if we got the best food or our water tastes the best <laughs> or what's going on, but... It's a combination of everything, I hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, even with when I just have the bed, like, set up, people, I I don't know what it is either. I think maybe because I just tend to stick in my own van that people are like, if we all want to hang out, we just need to go around Sydney's. <laughs> but, like, I'll ha I've had eight or nine people on my bed and in my van. So, yeah, I don't know why that is either. But, okay, I just wanted to bring up your new van build real quick because it, it looks amazing and... I talk all the time about a fixed bed. Like, I just want that so badly. I'm so tired of... I, I just don't use the table very often. My table also... I don't even know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I cracked. I woke up. I drank too much. I don't know if that has something to do with it or not, but I was in quarantine and we all drank one night and I woke up and I was... My table had cracked in half down the entire thing and I was sleeping. I woke up at like 8 a.m. and I am sleeping in between like sandwiched in my table, like on the floor, and my table's just I think just it's safe around. to say alcohol did play a role in this. <laughs> I was so confused. So that might be a reason now, because like we had to, I don't know, makeshift a fix for it. But yeah, it's the alcohol probably did play a role in it, but it's rough. <laughs> my table's usable kind of right now, so that might be a reason why I don't ever use it. But okay. Well, I think that's a, that's a great point, though, to anyone who's like listening and considering van life or considering a layout is... Sometimes things change when you actually live in the van too, you know, like for us, I feel like Trinity was such a work in progress for three years because you're always adding like the smallest hook in a different place can like literally change your life when you live in a van and there's like no space. So that's awesome that you've lived this way and you're like, oh no, I really want a fixed bed. Like, yeah, yeah, and I hope people don't hear me like chirping the specific design elements <laughs> and then they're like, oh, Eamon said you could never do that. But it all has to do with your preference. Totally. Right? Like. Totally. But yes, I think you'd like the fixed bed. Plus what we've done, I don't know if you've seen, but it's a fixed bed. And then the last like quarter or third of it folds down to the back of our couch. Right. So that's like a really nice sort of mix because the fixed bed, the problem I have with it is it takes up so much of the space. Right. Build, um, build blueprint coming soon if you're interested. <laughs> I well, So I think it's a neat idea to kind of like have it fixed. But well, also you, you, you really can use the space because if if. For example, if when that foot, we call it the footer, if that thing is folded up, you basically have like one seat, mm -hmm. right? So you really don't have a living space. But by, mm -hmm. by using that as the backing of the couch, you get like a Four two extra bodies yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. I think 
I want to do a fixed bed and then where my fridge is now, I don't know if you kind of know my, you're on my fridge right now, but where <laughs> that is, I would like to just have a bench right there and just have a spot for me. Like, I know it's not really the, the best hosting opportunity, but honestly, I just need a place to work without having to spend 15 minutes because for me, it's not like, like the videos on Instagram, a 30 second, 60 second transition. <laughs> I'm like, where's my bedding going to go today? Yeah. Half yeah. Of my stuff just gets thrown into the front seats when I'm doing it. And so it's just kind of turns into a disaster. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not for this anymore. I just need like a chair to sit in and I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Love van builds. Let's, I would, I want to rewind, obviously give the people a little bit more details about you. So let's go back to how you guys kind of met and your life leading up to living in a van, being on the road. I know you traveled quite a bit, so I would love to hear a couple of those stories, how things all started. How long? You want 60 seconds, 10 minutes, (laughs) half an hour? Whose version of this story do you want? Because they're very different. (laughs) Yeah, no. Whatever you You want. You go ahead, baby. Okay, so Eamon and I met at a marketing company, and the company does... Well, what we did was sort of experiential marketing, which means you go out and you're like at events and you're giving out free beer samples or or whatever. So we actually met. Eamon was technically my boss. Not technically. Fully the boss. (laughs) Technically, you were my boss. But we all know that I was like doing all the work. So we... I'll never forget, honestly, the moment I walked into this room and like I was one of those girls that like loved being single. I was having like the best time. And I don't even know that I knew like initially that I like I wanted to like marry you, but I just felt something like when I met you, I walked into that room Ooh, and I was like, spicy. whoa, and then you were my boss. And I was like, oh my gosh, damn. So so we worked on this program for a summer where um, and I'm not y- your usual type, right? Like, well, you were in that office. I don't know why, dude. I'm like some skinny guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. don't know. I don't know. I was just like drawn to him for sure. Yeah. So we worked for a full summer. The campaign was for Motrin, which is like an ibuprofen. So we would go to beach volleyball tournaments and hand out free drugs, essentially. <laughs> and you and I just always like seem to spend time like we'd kind of our team would all split up and you and I would like go to the same spot and like hand out the samples. Like we just loved being around each other. And I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But also we were really good friends. Like we weren't dating or anything. We were just. And and just to give my perspective on that, that moment, I also kind of had that moment, but I I had never, I'd never even put you within the weight class of someone that would be interested in me. Yeah. You're punching still. I'm, I'm punching for sure. And, and the fact that you came in and, you know, could write and talk and. (laughs) You know, like wow, you were just, standards. oh yeah, baby, you were like so educated and went to Western. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So Life anyways, goals. So we met and we worked together and we we worked for about a year and like try to make this a little quick. I had um, auditioned for cruise ships to be a dancer and that was like my goal was to work and travel. And that's the only way I kind of saw it happening. I I didn't obviously know about like the influencer world. I think we're like maybe too old to be in the generation where that was a thing before we started traveling. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't an influencer term being yeah. thrown around. So I wanted to do that. And you and a friend were going to go to Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And we would go for lunch all the time um, at work. And you were like, well, you should come with us. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I could find out about my cruise ship gig from anywhere in the world. So we booked a one-way ticket to Thailand, three of us. Yeah, and there was an ongoing joke of like, oh, who's going to hook up with Beck first? Because it was me and my buddy. <laughs> and so literally, we, I mean, it wasn't much of a competition, really. Was it Noah? No, it wasn't. <laughs> His name's Noah. And um, so anyway, so fast forward, what did we make it like a month, not even, in yeah. Thailand? Mm-hmm. And we, we she jumped my bones at this party. <laughs> and I was oh like, God. so shocked. I was like, oh my God. Like, I, I was planning on making a move, but she just went for it. <laughs> And I remember well, alcohol was involved, Sydney. Yeah. Weird things happen. Yeah. Tables yeah. crack. <laughs> Women crack. Things just happen after your food glass. Anyway, I was going to go into a lot more detail than need be, but <laughs> we we hooked up, and then people were kind of like meeting us, like, "Oh, how long have you guys been together?" And we were in that like denial phase of like, "No, no, no, we're not together." Well, we were young. We were only like twenty one at the time, and we both like valued travel and experience, and we were like, "Oh, we're way too young to sort of settle down." And I think we both knew that like we were it in a lot of ways so we were like oh whatever we're we're just gonna hang out and then we'd be at a table of like 16 people on opposite ends of the room and someone we just met was like oh so like how long have you guys been dating we're like what you can't fight yeah. love kids 
You just can't fight it. So fast forward, we did a bunch of backpacking. We moved to Australia twice. We lived there for like a year and a, a year and a bit the first time. We came to manage a coffee shop together there. Oh, hold on. There's a key part of the story. We mm-hmm. made videos back then. Oh, yes. So we oh, called yeah. ourselves the travel bugs. And we would. I bought a GoPro because before we went to Asia, I, I was obsessed with watching these GoPro montage videos on YouTube. And I was like, Beck, look, look how dope Thailand's going to be. And I would send her a video. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy a GoPro. So I bought like a Hero 2 or something. Silver, like not even like the good one. <laughs> and we made these really shitty videos. Oh, my gosh. Like, But we did it because we love doing it, right? Like our parents would be like, what are you guys doing in Southeast Asia? And we'd send them a 45-minute video <laughs> with copyright music. Yeah. So, uh, and I think we literally thought of YouTube as the place where you, it's almost like a Dropbox folder. Like we uploaded there so that people could watch it yeah. otherwise. But we've always been into making videos together. Like we loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like was a dancer and I went to school for like media. So I knew how to like kind of, I was very creative, I think. Photoshop and all yeah, that. Yeah. And I knew how to like splice in um, Make a thumb- iMovie. thumbnail the right size. I don't even think I knew how to do that then. Well, but. you did pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, was YouTube, years ago that YouTube we was not what videos. it is at all. Like, just even, I used to watch, like, back in, like, you know, Jenna Marbles' day, where it was just, like, you, I love, like, we, now she just recently deleted a lot of them, but uh, used to, you could go back and watch her, um, like, hit pause, and then hit play, and then hit pause, because she was just recording everything on her iMovie, and so to watch, oh, wow. because I've been, like, a lover of YouTube on the viewing side of things, like, never having made them, but... Just watching people like that, I'm sure there's got to be some people, especially even just your family who've watched you progress in that way. That's like, it's always just so interesting to me to watch the progression of people and how they make videos, but also just like YouTube as a platform itself. Like now it's this crazy, like can potentially be a big money making way. But yeah, just, I don't know. I just yeah, dude, go just... back and watch some Travel Bugs videos. Sometimes I, I like... I'll get They're a there. message of someone who's like been binging the content and they've binged it so much they've gone to the beginning and I'm like, no, you don't mean the beginning. You mean like our first van build? They're like, no, the beginning. I'm like, no. Oh Where the ones you can't even watch on mobile devices. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, and we've like, actually, I've asked you before, like, should we get the, rid of these? But I think that's such a special part. Oh, I thought someone was here. I think that's such a special part of um, our journey and that you could go back. Like, I don't recommend it to anybody, but... You could. You could, you could go you back, could go and, back watch and watch mm-hmm. baby Eamon with short hair and no beard and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as embarrassing as it might be for you, I bet some people would like to watch. Like, because I mentioned before we started recording how beautiful their videos are. And so to see where they are now and then see, like, okay, if, that, if I can make what you guys were making a few years ago, maybe in a few years, I can progress to what you guys are creating today, you know? And I think for beginners, that's really fun to see because you kind of feel like maybe... And real, right? Like, I think a lot of people look at YouTube and they're like, oh, my God, these guys are overnight success. Look at look at all this, right. these views and eyeballs. And it's like, no, 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 bro. Mm-hmm. No one was watching back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's so important with anything you do, like, you have to love the process. Eamon and I clearly loved making videos long before anybody was watching and our youtuber friends who don't quite enjoy the process are the ones who really burn out and maybe are in it for the wrong reasons sometimes and i always say if we could afford to do this life without getting paid from any like you and i would be living in a van whether anybody cared to watch or not mm-hmm. we would be traveling whether anybody was and watching or not and making videos whether anyone was watching or not yeah. so yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah. were. You were making videos without a bunch of people watching, you know? So, like, there you, you, go. you know exactly. that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it true. doesn't hurt that we get paid a little bit, though. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent, of course. I think <laughs> it's also incentive to keep getting better and keep, you know, doing things that will bring more attention and more people and stuff. Yeah. I mean, when you're passionate about something, when you have a mission, like, you want to share that with as many people as possible, you know? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay, so you mentioned having gone to Thailand, you moved to Australia twice. I don't know if everyone knows this, but they have shipped their van Trinity all over the place. And so out of everywhere that you have been, do you have, I know this is kind of an annoying question because it's very hard to choose, but do you have a place that you love the most, van or no van? Like whether it's Mm. culture, food, people. Mexico. Oh gosh, I have so many. Like, Well, I think van wise, Baja California is so accessible Mm -hmm. and so underrated for van life like it is it's paradise like it's 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 super affordable the beaches are plentiful (laughs) the food is incredible like i don't know how many more words i can think of that end in bull but (laughs) 
It's it's the real deal. Yeah. I love it. And and it's the kind of it was the first. I mean, obviously, we traveled to Canada and then the States, which are, you know, kind of we grew up in Canada. The States is pretty similar. So it was the first kind of culture change that we experienced in the living in the van. And and so everything's sort of been compared to that just in the sense of of the sheer freedom. Like it's it's not as traveled. You can get a beach to yourself. You know, you want to go to the the middle of the the desert like you can do that you want to go to the beach you can do that so you know then we shipped it over to europe and europe is super busy right mm-hmm. like you try and find a beach in spain to camp on it's it's not Forget as not it. as many options yeah and then i think iceland was an awesome thing in the van too it wasn't our van but we um rented a camper out there and iceland was just so magical I loved Iceland. Our first experience in a van, we had rented a camper in New Zealand years and years ago. And we loved New Zealand and we loved um, the camper there. That was awesome. But there's so many places. Like, I think the Philippines, just as a backpacker, ranks super high on my list of mm. places. Like, we just had an amazing experience with the people there. And the people are so generous, yeah. so happy. Mm-hmm. The beaches are incredible, absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's Morocco, such a long list. Yeah. Morocco, we were not oh, planning yeah. on leaving Morocco so soon. But for van life, it is just so amazing. It was and incredible. the fact that you can take a 20-minute ferry from Spain, like, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're in Africa. You're in Northern Africa. Like, right. there's no rules. You just kind of cruise around. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. That sounds... Yeah, Morocco has always been, like, a huge dream of mine. Kind of on the flip side of that, and I I don't really like bringing up any, like, negative or bad things that have happened so much, because people always, like, cling to those, and they're like, like, you know what I mean? They end up only thinking of that, and that stops them from van life, instead of realizing that, like, 99% of experiences are going to be amazing, and you're gonna love the people no matter where you go, and stuff like that, but... Things have happened, and I remember when someone broke into your van, and I would love to just hear, like, how you kind of handled that experience. I know weren't you were abroad, right? Mm-hmm. We were in Spain. Spain. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess kind of how did you handle that, and do you take any safety precautions now that you did not then and that you would recommend kind of to, like, a newbie or somebody who's still building their van? Yeah. Well, like, honestly, just a positive way to look at it is how amazing people are. A day before we'd met someone who follows us and we had agreed to go get coffee and we we caught up with them and they were really fun and and nice and stuff. But it's turned into like best friends of ours. now. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like, oh, this is really nice to meet you, whatever. And then this all happened and they spent like three days with us at the police station translating for us like getting us to places that we couldn't get to with the cops because of our language barrier or because they don't want to take your statement as a tourist because they don't want it on file that another tourist had been robbed so just a positive from the whole experience was the people that came to help us through it all Mm -hmm. and I think that's true of any negative situation is if you're open to it people are really generous and kind and also the the area that we did get broken into is such a hot spot for for theft and and especially you know car theft we had been warned about it and it was just a, a weird day where we went and volunteered at an animal sanctuary and then we were exhausted and then we wanted to go to a beach and we just parked really quickly we were going to go for a swim and it was just one of those weird times where we we you know had left everything in the van it was so we would never weird. normally do that we had locked the van for sure, sure. Um, which uh, which leads, leads us to the, the, the point, point of, of, I think, these these robbers uh, followed us and tracked us for a few days. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as far as, like, preventatives, there's lots of expensive locks you can buy and gadgets and cameras and all that stuff. And I think that's great. But at the end of the day, if someone wants to get into your van, they're going to get into your van. And That's not very encouraging for people, but it is probably true. Like, that's what... No, but it's usually, sorry, yeah, it sounds horrible, but it's usually just a smash and grab kind of job. So you need to, you need to be aware of that. You can put a, you know, bolt a safe into the the garage of your van. You can take extra measures, but you really want to take with, take what you want with you, right? Like we would never normally leave our camera bag, our cell phones, like all of our stuff. Yeah, so yeah we got the really phones, that was yeah. that's what sucks because like i mean how often do you really leave without your phones you know and even though that is it sounds negative there is a reality to it and i mean i read reviews of everywhere i go before i sleep there and sometimes there are reviews of people being like somebody broke in blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like okay even though that might scare some people away from staying here it's very important for us to know that somebody was in this area and did that so you pay more attention but 
I think, have you guys ever considered, not that you need to, but I did this, especially after seeing what happened to you and just reading more people like on those reviews saying that, like having um, insurance for some of your stuff. Like I just had to make sure that my stuff in my van was insured because I, when I go hiking, I can't bring, like I'm not, I have yeah. no reason to bring my cameras. I'm not filming a video. So like I'll bring my phone and m- maybe one camera, one lens to take photos and stuff. But most of my gadgets do typically stay in the van. Yeah, definitely. If we were like Canada, North America, we would get that. But because we were kind of all over the world, we haven't found an insurance Mm. policy that's global like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And the insurances we did have on some of the things, it was like there were so many loopholes of them getting out of helping us. Like Mm -hmm. the even the one thing that I don't know. I totally agree with you. I think it's a really great idea, but we struggled just because we were abroad and it happened in Spain. And what we started doing, and I think this is actually the best way is, is just having really clever hiding spots. You know, if if you're going to build out your van, put that in the top of your mind. And we had like this really nice spot. I'm not going to tell you because it's in Morocco, (laughs) but we have these really, really creative spots, right? Like little nooks and crannies. You can, you can customize them to make them accessible. So we would hide our, our computers and all the main things within the van. And then that was the and, advice from the Spanish cops too. And, and then having like a shitty phone, you know, out or some things that you don't mind. Like we had a broken lens that we would kind of leave out. So if someone did want to break into the van, they would, they would grab the lens, grab that phone and be gone. Yeah, They're right. not going to hang out in the van and, you know, search through the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's probably very true. And I didn't even think about that in terms of the insurance. Yeah, I'm sure going all over the world, that probably would make things much, much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we touched on, and I, this just brings me to this point because I'm sure having to buy new stuff. And I know there was one uh, company that you were super grateful to like work with and that kind of gave you a couple new things to, so that you could create videos again, because I know these people like took a bunch, but I'm sure you had to buy some stuff. So that brings me to earning remote income. W- what ways other than YouTube, and I w- I'm going to dig into YouTube a little bit more, but you make money in a few different ways, Chaiwala and all of that. So I would love for you to just kind of touch on the various income ways. And I always try and give the perspective of advice for anybody listening. Like if they're as entrepreneurial as you guys, they can kind of apply that while they're on the road to making money. Mm. Yeah. So actually back in 2017, our whole motive for moving into the van was to help grow our tea company, Chaiwala. So it, it we wanted to combine travel into it. Yes. But what had happened was we'd sold to all of our local cafes and coffee shops and we felt really strongly that we could replicate that. But in Canada, the next city that's worth anything, you know, is a, a big drive away or a flight away. And we started, okay, so Eamon's the sales guy. He's got to fly there. He's got to get a rental car. He has to get an Airbnb, like all of these things that a small business can't afford. So we, Eamon brought the idea of van life to me and we'd done it. We've kind of lived in camper vans in New Zealand before and other places. And I I thought, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And we can go around and drive to small coffee shops and meet with owners. So our first year in the van was focused very much on our business and we weren't even filming or anything then. So we- Yeah, and there was no real blueprint of like, quote unquote, YouTube van lifers or even Instagram van lifers. The whole hashtag van life thing was just starting. Yeah. Yeah. And and the only reason I thought of a van was because we lived in one in New Zealand. Yeah. And because we wanted something that we could carry product around and stuff like that. So a little off topic there, but the whole reason for van life was our business. So we had started our business two years before that in 2015. And that would be our first way of making money. And I think that was... Quote unquote making money yeah. is, is a bit much. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you've ever been a small business owner or an entrepreneur, like I think you'll understand. It takes years and years and I, we've still never pulled a salary from our business. So you're just always reinvesting. And But that's what first kept us on the road, I would say. And then through all of that, we but were- we expend some lunches. That's what I'm saying. That's what keeps us on the road yeah, because yeah. we can expense some to some stuff yeah. to the business. Yeah. And then from there, it kind of gave us a bit of freedom to continue making videos and not necessarily need them monetized. Like even when we started van life videos, we weren't monetized on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy to think like that, but we were still pumping them out and making no money. And yeah, or we didn't know about like Amazon affiliates or yeah, we're such noobs, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best way to go, right? Oh, how far you have you're come. not in it for the for the for the cash. No, exactly. So then, yeah, our a secondary thing is YouTube, and then through YouTube, 
we started doing these episodes called Freestyle Fridays where Eamon would make like a vegan recipe in our van. And we had a lot of requests for a cookbook. And so we created one in 2018. And that kept some, you know, revenue coming in. That was probably the best financial move we made is to make a digital product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about a business. Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. When we sit down and we compare what happens when somebody orders from the Chai website and like we, we hand make the product. So we're making the product. We're packaging the product. We're like printing the thing to ship the product. We go over there. We freaking do this whole thing. Then the product gets lost because Canada Post is having a hard time through COVID. Or Bob, who's <laughs> 65, who's usually packing the order, forgets to put the Chai sprinkles in there. So then it gets to the UK address and then they open the box and the sprinkles aren't there. Then we need to send it back. Send oh more sprinkles out. By that point, we haven't made any money. Yeah, versus a click and they've got their download for their cookbook. So I think it's great that we have all these like diversified revenue streams because each one makes us appreciate the other one. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes even it's really nice to come back and do the physical work of packaging some tea and stuff like that. Like it's very grounding to have to do that when you're living in a world where people can just click and download your book. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, and answer um, your question in a very crazy way no wind way no yeah i that's i everything i wanted you guys to talk about i also just want to mention which we'll go over everything at the end so people can uh buy and do whatever they want but you also uh launched presets which you haven't so you have another digital product and i think it's pretty like it's definitely something that beginners need to know if you make a tangible product like you said there's a lot of worthwhile like you get to put love into it and you get to like create this thing and i know that you guys kind of have like a backstory with chai and why you make it but digital products are the easiest and fast you know if you put a lot of effort into a digital product and like making it worth people's money it is i mean you're just traveling and kind of making money while you sleep if someone buys it and you wake up and you just have a few sales you know and so that's definitely something i think beginners need to know that like digital products are very much worthwhile. So the fact that you've had success with that is phenomenal. Yeah, well, I would just caution like the <laughs> the whole beginner aspect though, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to make a digital product. The most important thing is having an audience to sell it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a marketing plan to get it out there. Like, yes, you can put a lot of love into it, but I think people sometimes sort of forget like the love that you first have to put into building a community that trusts you enough to say, oh, like, yeah, I want that. So I'm actually happy when we started the YouTube thing and started getting traction. We didn't know about any of this Mm -hmm. because I think people go too early with a lot of these products. Right. They go, oh, I have 10,000 followers. Let's start selling something. It's like, just chill. Just hang out. Keep adding value. Yeah, they'll live in a van for like a week and they're like, I'm going to do a how-to van life guide. And yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're yes, going to tell yes, a bunch yes. of people how to live in a van after like a month. <laughs> like, I've, yeah. you've got a lot of yeah, knowledge I built think, up. Yeah, give free, always like add value and then the community will, it's like you gave out like a hundred free recipes every Friday mm-hmm. and then people were like, well, I've tried those and I and I like them. So yeah, I'm going to support you with your book. Yeah. You have to give and and yeah, grow an audience before you can just start selling, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or the have the an cookbook awesome wouldn't have team. sold. Like, it wouldn't have been relevant if we didn't do any recipe videos. Yeah. It's like, who who are these guys that live in a van that are going to tell me how to make a stir fry? Like, why would I want to buy that? Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, at that point, I think a lot of people, I mean, the cookbook is very useful and functional, obviously, but I think a lot of people at that point also are like, okay, we've been dying to support you, and maybe they don't drink chai, or it's, it is difficult to ship to wherever they are, and so you come out with a digital product, and they're like, okay, finally, I can support these two people that I've been following for so long, and I just want yeah. to be able to give them something in return. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> really special. Did you? I don't know if you heard my dog just now. She like gave- fart? Ella gave out like the biggest sigh in the world because she's like she's fed up. She's in the van. Usually this is when she's like out roaming. That was just so funny. She was like, mm. "Yeah, I'm so sorry, Ella. Sorry to bother. Sorry, Ella. We ruined your morning routine. <laughs> um, what a high maintenance dog. <laughs> she? Are you kidding me? Of course she's high maintenance. She's given everything she wants. I know. I saw your posts. Like when people say, "I feel bad for your dog," and it's like when we fostered Rojo. Honestly, he had the best life oh yeah imaginable and i can only Im- and i know that that's the same for your dogs like yeah people- I, I don't get it when they comment that and like they leave their dog all day they work a nine to five yeah. and they think they're giving their dog a better life like dude van life dogs have it the best yeah. i know people because there's what i really think about that is that it's so thoughtless it's so like you see lives in a van you see has a dog and you don't put any other thought into that 
combination of words whatsoever. All you see is tiny space has pets and they're like, oh, I feel so mm-hmm. bad. And I'm like, yeah, you probably crate your dog all day or it goes outside, maybe walks the same cul-de-sac every single day. Like yeah. my dog is traveling countries, like literally <laughs> hiking mountains. I, I don't think that you need to feel Tasting bad for water from different oceans. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, yeah, free bird. Okay, so what do you think, which you might have already touched on this, and that's totally fine if you have, but what do you think your biggest lesson has been when creating these businesses and like all of your kind of, your various hustles? What do you think is like the biggest thing that you've learned? Don't start a physical product. No, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. No, I think what I sort of already said, but I would say again, is you have to love the process. And when it gets tough that's what keeps you going right if you don't love what you're doing there are so many reasons not to be doing it like so many you know you don't make money everyone around you is buying houses and you're like i can't afford anything you know when you hit those lows if you don't love it and you don't enjoy the process then what are you doing it for Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that's a that's a really big lesson i've learned massive anything else um (laughs) i think something we've learned like as a relationship of entrepreneurs like a couple who does all these businesses together is to like really appreciate value and know each other's strengths and weaknesses and like sort of not step on each other's toes in those spaces so when I think of our chai business for example like Eamon is a great sales guy and and I knew that you like had control of that so I never like I would push you and like ask you what's going on with this cafe and whatever but I also really respected that you were handling that and I wasn't going to step on your toes and then I sort of handled like all the financing and all this other stuff and you weren't ever questioning Mm -hmm. me or even when I made a mistake you were like okay like remember that time I was running Google ads and I had no idea and they were for like a Black Friday sale for like a year (laughs) and it was terrible (laughs) and I beat myself up so much and you know as a small company spending a thousand dollars on these stupid things like broke us and you were like I yeah I know you made a mistake but yeah you know like we kind of especially like YouTube right like communication is so important yeah you know it's it's one thing to run a business with your significant other (laughs) but like a YouTube channel is it's just there's a lot of it's difficult right like if you're going to be a director and an actor and you know there's so many factors right the 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 what is it called the i guess director but what i'm trying to say is you know if I wake up with a vision for the video mm-hmm. and I haven't communicated that to Beck and she goes and picks up the camera and she's going down this path. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were doing this way. So yeah. it's communication is so important. And with YouTube and stuff like that, it's a very creative process. So we've had to learn how to, hi, Ella. <laughs> Ella's like, I'm getting up with or without you. <laughs> no. Oh, no. oh, hey, Pearl. The dogs are up. Hi, hi beautiful. Look at those ears. Perfect, perfect. Oh, you're so photogenic. Oh, hey, Pearl. How cute. Ella, no, you got to lay down, girl. Um, We're almost done. Uh, yeah. You're fine. Doesn't matter what we're saying. There's dogs in the picture now. <laughs> so, yeah, I think just like learning to be really openly communicative. That's a word between uh-huh. us. Like, and we have all these rules in place now. Like if Eamon does the first edit, I'm not allowed to make comments on the edit for like 20 minutes. And like, because it's so personal and it's so creative and I don't mean anything by it, but I come in and I'm like, well, that's the wrong song. And he's like, I spent an hour and a half looking for that song. I'm not ready for this kind of criticism yet. Like, it's a whole process we have to go through. It's so funny (laughs) because there's nothing like uh, hanging out with another YouTube couple creator because they they experience the same things where it's like, you've been, yeah, you've been working on this for so long. I picked all the music. (laughs) And then you're like, that's the wrong song. I'm like, baby, that I've been, this is my baby. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah, that would be tough. Okay, so I was actually going to go into your relationship regardless. So, as I mean, you just talked about working together, but traveling together, building a van together, which I am now watching some of my closest friends, like, build vans with their significant others, and it's so stressful. Like, I'm so happy. I, I couldn't build a van by myself regardless, so, I, I mean, I had no choice but to ask my dad's friends. But I know building that with your partner, it, it's, like one of the higher stress things I can imagine two people can do together. So how do you find time to kind of, A, how do you do it? And B, how do you find the time to like spend with yourselves? Make sure you're like, you know what I mean? Uh, Catering kind of to your own mental health, making sure you're good. And then you can kind of show up in the best way for your partner. How do you manage doing all of that together? I know you just talked about business, like I said, but when it comes to everything else, how are you doing that? 
Yeah, and also like to just add an element of like building the van is one thing, but building and filming is like a whole other oh, thing. Yeah. So it's definitely a super stressful task. But I, I, we're so bad with giving these kind of advices it, because it we're works so lucky. And I think the big reason why it works, babe, is because of you. I think you're extremely oh. patient, <laughs> and you you really do trust me. Oh yeah. Right. So you're not you're not stepping on my toes. You're not asking me a thousand questions. Why are we doing it this way? Why are the, you're you're kind of just you, you. We're so aligned with the look we want, the style we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, you also trust me for all of that stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. The same but thing. It, a lot of times, like I'll go and build it, and you're like, oh, I didn't even know we we're doing that, <laughs> and you're kind of like cool with it. You're not like micromanaging. Oh, I yeah, think that's sure. where it would get extremely stressful, is if mm-hmm. she wants to do it this way and I want to do it this way. So yeah, it works. We've always felt really lucky. Because we do just, we're aligned on everything. Like when it comes to even the design of our business or something, like you and I like and dislike the same sort of things. Mm -hmm. And then again, we just like really respect that your strengths are in figuring out how that plumbing is going to work. And maybe my strength is in like what pillow colors to get. Mm -hmm. So we just sort of have roles, respect each other in the roles. And yeah, of course, there's moments where it's a bit frustrating. But yeah, we're just really... Oh, we're just such a cheesy couple, man. We just—I <laughs> love him, and I—and I think it's just when it's right and it works, it really does work. I don't know. Yeah, advice otherwise is like you—you you need to like write down things that I'm going to control and things that you're going to control, and and have a vision. Like we—we we have the overall idea of like the design, the layout, what's going to happen. And again, your strength is the building, so like you're kind of taking, and I'm just like filling in where it works, and then vice versa for how we're going to do this and what mirror we're going to buy and stuff. You don't even step on my toes at all. You're just like, that's cool. Yeah. And you, I mean, yeah, we're not being helpful. Are we Sydney? No, I think that's super helpful. (laughs) I think respect, like, first of all, you can only speak your own truth. I I wouldn't ask you to speak for someone else's, but I think respecting each other's roles. And I actually really like what you said about, I think it would be beneficial for all couples to sit down and have that overall vision. This is like, now we're on the same page of what this is going to look like, how we're going to do it. We're not going to argue about the layout because we already know now what the layout's going to be. And that way, when you got like dive into the details, you can probably assume each other's roles and stuff like that. I, I mean, no, yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely super helpful. My relationship went downhill in a van. That's why I'm in a van by myself. So that's why I ask these questions. Cause I'm like, I, I just can't imagine not getting, which obviously that person was just not for me. That's why that happened. But I I can't, I'm, I'm very, I love being alone. Like it just makes me so happy being by myself. And I can only imagine like the only way to fix that, not fix it, but not be that way is find someone who I enjoy being with as much as being alone. And so when I was, in I also van, love being alone. Okay. So yeah, I would like for you to speak on that a little bit. Like, how do you do that? Do you like one of you just stay in the van sometimes and then like, you'll go do that's your yoga. why she bought me a one wheel. Yeah, I'm like, get out of the van. <laughs> yeah. But it it doesn't happen all that often. You're right. Like, when it's the right person, again, like, Eamon in my space isn't the same as, like, somebody else in my space when mm-hmm. I want to be alone. So I'm not bothered by it in the same way that, like... Unless I'm chewing. Oh, yeah. Unless oh, I forgot. Eating. You she have has it's severe misophonia, right? Oh, like... Like, I think people think it's, like, a cute word these days. I'm talking, like, I was, like, four years old teaching my sister how to suck on chips. She was, like, two years old to not crunch on them (laughs) because I couldn't stand. Like, it's a problem. I have a really bad problem. But, yeah, in terms of space, like, your Eamon is such an extrovert. Like, when you say the word extrovert, oh, my God, you are just, like, the definition of it. Like, you need people. You need people, like, all sorts of people, different people. Like, you're just so stimulated and you recharge by it. So he'll just, like, literally take his one wheel and, like, go around and, like, meet people, like, hang out for a couple of hours, whatever, and I'll just have time in the van. I actually find it really difficult when we're here because our office is always, like, a revolving door of people and just like meetings and the fridge is getting fixed and our address is online. So followers dropping by and people stopping to look at the van. And I find when we're here is actually the most difficult because it's really hard to like find space because the van's being worked on. The office is hectic and that's pretty much it. So we actually rented an Airbnb for this van build for that kind of reason is just like, I needed a separation from this hecticness and everything that's why we're moving to the woods <laughs> and now we're hoping to move to the woods yeah i never so, thought about the fact that your address was online so people could could do that that is wild that's that's yeah. something else yeah we don't talk about that a lot we don't we don't we don't put people in the vlogs intentionally because we don't we never want to be like that you know 
couple that's like, guys, stop coming to the office. This is a place to work because that but guys, doesn't stop coming sound to the cool. But it's it's becoming uh, very distracting. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fine to say on the podcast at least. I, I think everyone at least that. I speak with listening to the podcast is always really understanding of stuff because I'm pretty yeah. brutally honest about a lot. So if you're listening yeah, to this, yeah. do not visit their office. Okay. <laughs> they love you, but don't do it. And you know what the hard part is, is like our followers are je- like, I Amazing. think I love this so much about our community and I'm not sh- sure all other creators have this same thing. You know, I couldn't imagine like David Dobrik's of the world who have like, you know, 14 year old girls showing up at his office, but our People that watch our content are genuinely people awesome. I would love to hang out with. Like they're mm-hmm. super rad. They want to do van life. You know, they they and they're into the like, same kind of things as us, yeah. right? Like they're vegan or they're they like skateboarding or whatever, right? And so that's why it's so distracting because we they come and I'm like, oh, you sound cool, bro. Where are you coming from? Blah blah. blah. And it takes right. time, and so it's it's a blessing and a curse because I love meeting people. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. it's it's we gotta run a business here. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That makes perfect sense. You mentioned David Dobrik, too. I am obsessed with him, so I would be amongst the 14-year-old girls that were there. I saw <laughs> oh, him. I, I would be there, too. Me too. I know. I saw him at VidCon, and I had a creator pass because my boyfriend at the time was, like, doing something for VidCon. And so I was just, like, luckily a plus one. And we were walking, like, in one of those spaces where no one is because it's only for creators. And I, I had told my boyfriend... If we see David Dobrik, he's the only person that I will interrupt because I just, I would like to say hello. And he was with Jason Nash and his like Zane and his little posse. And I walked up and I just was like, I don't want to bother you. I'm just saying hi. I told myself I would like introduce myself or whatever. And he literally immediately like shook my hand, talked to me for five minutes, could not have been nicer. And I was just like, oh, it's so refreshing meeting someone that you follow and them actually like living up to the standards that you have set for them. So I don't ever knock anybody if they're not what I created you to be in my head. But like, it's so refreshing to actually meet them and be like, oh my God, you are that nice. Like you are Mm -hmm. that good of a person. And and I just want to backtrack. I did not mean to like compare us to David Dobrik. (laughs) He's just oh, yeah, the first no. one that comes to mind when I think of other creators because he's such a goat. And also, like, that's actually a pressure I carry with myself quite a bit. And I think that's why I have a hard time when they do come to the office. Is like, I'll be in the middle of something, like, literally holding up a board. And someone's like, hey, I just want to say hi. And then I stop and I say, like, was I enough for that person? Oh, like- Beck's the worst. She, like, beats herself <laughs> up. And she spends, like, you know, half an hour with these people asking them about their grandchildren sometimes <laughs> i'm like babe like you're you're over you're yeah, you don't need to be so yeah because it's a it's a pressure that i i probably don't need to put on myself but i can imagine that somebody would walk away and say like oh i thought she'd be more you know yeah yeah it's really intense it's no i intense thing i don't know if i mean i don't want to say it's a female thing but I, because i am the same way and like i already have social anxiety about a lot of th- it's it's more when it cut like happens like that where i'm not expecting conversation and i am in the middle of something like i'm kind of it's just so abrupt that I just get really anxious. And so then I almost keep rambling and talking because A, I'm anxious and B, I just don't ever want someone to walk away and be like, well, I loved following Divine on the Road, but like Sydney's kind of a bitch. And so yeah. I'm just like, I I want so badly for them to walk away being like, oh my God, that was the coolest thing, you know? And not to... I don't want to compare myself to anyone either. Like, I know I'm not the biggest person and no one's like crazy fangirling, but like, even if you don't know who I am, even if you walk up and you're like, your van is cool. Like, I just want to, you know what I mean? Like have a positive yeah, interaction yeah. so that be a nice I, person. Yeah. And it, right? it, there is a, a pressure aside from that. Like when you have an online presence, I I'm always very careful about what I say in DMs. Like even if someone is rude to me or if someone says something at a gathering that could be kind of insulting or just like, you know, people, I don't know, they have tones certain people very few but sometimes like I don't ever want to give anybody the ammo of if I do keep growing and in five years I have a big platform I don't ever want someone to have a screenshot of a dm where I cussed at them or was mean to them I don't want anyone to have a story of me or a video or recording of me say like it's almost nice watching creators like have to make all these apology videos all the time because I'm like yeah I'm gonna watch your mistakes and I'm not going to ever give anyone like what about that porn video you did a few years ago (laughs) well i didn't tell any i didn't i wasn't divine on the road i didn't name myself that you know what i mean (laughs) well but that's the thing sydney is like you can think like that but don't put that pressure on yourself because there will probably be something at some point and it's okay to learn and grow Mm -hmm. and yeah don't don't hold yourself to like this impossible like i think you're just genuinely a great person you're not gonna find yourself in those scenarios but also like (laughs) 
you have to be okay with making mistakes. I think I make mistakes like all day long. That's basically what I do all day. And it's like, I just grow from them. I'm super open to learning and yeah, I, don't I know. think I think you need to like go to like a crash course of Here like, comes, like the how therapy to, part of podcast. <laughs> how to like that. break off conversations cuz you're oh. really bad at it. Eamon is so good at it. He starts <laughs> it. Good. He's like, "Hi, what's your name?" Blah, blah, blah. and then he's like, "Okay, I'm done." And he's like, "Off I'll doing something." I'll just look somewhere else and just walk towards it. <laughs> just like literally look at that number and just start walking towards it. See ya. And then just focus on that number. Yeah, I have a really hard time with that, don't I? Really hard. Yeah, that's just funny. And my- then you feel like, and then you like afterwards go, hey man, how come you didn't help me in that situation? I'm like, babe, like I'm... Yeah, why don't you help me in that situation? Sometimes I will, but you're still so bad and you're still asking some questions. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's so funny. Yeah, it'd be nice to have somebody like pull you out of those instances. Like, hey, I need you, come here. And then you can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, gotta go. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same way. It would be nice to have that person. Wow, you got two dogs, man. The dogs will... Oh, yeah, no, oh, are you I need kidding to feed me? Them. My dogs yeah. make it worse. They're, they introduce me to everyone, and then they just want to yeah. play with the dogs for an hour and That's a half. That's what I miss like... about smoking and dogs. They're like <laughs> magnets to people. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing because they're conversation starters, but then like an hour later, I'm just like, okay, Pearl is cute, but like we got to go. We've got things <laughs> yeah, yeah, to and do. smoking gives you lung cancer. <gasps> yeah, smoking is not... Yeah, no, no, no. Um, okay, I didn't even know that you had ever smoked before. Good for you. For stopping. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that you smoked. It's great for you. Eamon was a Eamon was a rebel child. I was always, a rock star back in the day, man. We always Ooh. say had we met any earlier in life, it would have been an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a pass. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> probably timing. from both sides. Like you probably I was such a nerd. Oh like, yeah, you were not my type. Yeah. I was into them trashy girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A match made in heaven. But somehow now it works like a charm. Okay, yeah. so what are your plans as of now? You guys have this new van. It's not quite done. Electrical is wrapping up. Thankfully, that will be done soon. And then what are your, where are you guys going? What are you doing? Well, Canada is, I think, quite different from the States currently. Like we have, where we'd love to go is our Eastern provinces. We went to PEI in Nova Scotia before we were really doing YouTube. So we'd love to video those provinces because they're amazing. But most Super importantly, underrated. Newfoundland. Yeah. But all of those provinces are closed. Um, their borders are closed. Oh, wow. So we can't even go there. And then going west, I think we could go west. But we've been west in a van two or three times now. And come October, it's so rainy and gray and not really where we want to be. So honestly... We're kind of thinking Ontario, just where we live, but more north in nature. And we're really open and looking for a piece of land to potentially build something on, to just kind of shelter from COVID maybe when it hits again and we all have to be somewhere. Um, Yeah, but before COVID, we were literally planning on driving around the world. We we were going to go Morocco and then we were going to go up north to Scandinavia and then across through the Middle East all the way to Southeast Asia and then ship over to Australia. Like that was our plan is just to continue to go, go, go. Yeah. And now, hey, Bob, you want to say hi to the podcast? Hi, podcast. Hey, is this Bob? (laughs) This is Sydney. She's from Divine on the Road. Hi, Sydney. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, Where are you? Are you in Canada? No, I wish I was in Canada. That was the plan, but I'm actually in Montana right now. Oh, okay. Nice. Why do you wish you were in Canada? That was my plan for the summer. I wanted to come to Canada so badly, but then the borders closed, so I got stuck down here. Yeah. Why wouldn't she wish she's in Canada? Canada's the Crazy bomb. times. So you're you're where now in the States? I'm, yeah, I'm oh, in Montana. Montana. That's beautiful. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been to Yellowstone? No. Yeah, that's where I'm headed. So I'm kind of going uh, southeast, but I'm on my way there. So I'm in Montana right now. Cool. Yes. Well, have fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was nice meeting you. (laughs) Bob has a bigger fan club than ours. So your uh, podcast listeners might be excited to hear from Bob. I know. I I have to be honest. When I saw you guys, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I finally get to talk to them. And then when I just saw his face, I was like, oh, no, it's not Bob. Like, (laughs) like, let me get get my butterflies out. He doesn't get it. Honestly, he gets like recognized at Home Depot and stuff and people are like waving to him and he's like, wait, wh- who? Wh- what's going on here? I'm like, Bob, people know who you are. Yeah. No, love him. I love him. She's all blushing, him. everybody. I was going to say, I have hey, butterflies Bob's in my single, stomach. I just. Sydney. And Bob likes his alone time as well. <laughs> Sounds like, and he lives in a, or he has a van now. So yeah. 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 I mean, hey. I'll send, I'll send, I'll send my, his number your way. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay. Oh my Honestly, God, you'd though, be like my, my stepmom at that, that point. That'd be weird. <laughs> totally. I, I feel like I just doubled the downloads for this episode because I got Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we got a title. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Bob, exactly. did you hear that? She's She didn't even... She had no butterflies to talk to us, but when you came on screen, whoo! She got nervous. <laughs> wow. Why, why is that? Why is you're, that? You're, He's su- <laughs> you're such a moving force within the... the... I'm just like your dad. Like, you know, you should be comfortable. <laughs> No, my dad's not nearly as cool. He says he's just an old man, Sydney. Oh my god, that was too funny. Okay, <laughs> what were you even talking about? Oh, your your plans that had gotten interrupted. Oh yeah, so our current plans are sort of yeah. So we had literally like kind of both handshake deal. We're gonna drive around the world. Mm-hmm. We were so excited. We just kept saying it to each other. And I think I'm like sort of still grieving that whole thing that that can't happen. You know, like people are asking what we're gonna do with our van in Morocco, and we're asking ourselves now, like maybe it is like about trying to sell it or do something because I think unfortunately this is the reality for a lot longer than we had hoped when we left. When we left, it was like okay, well we'll see it in a few months. This is what we've got to do. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, and especially because we we need to be so by the book as a you know as people with a following and. You know, we right now we could go to Europe technically. Mm. Europe lets Canadians in, but you know, you're not going to get health insurance. Like it's super risky. Do we want to be advertising that we're traveling the world right now? Right. I don't think that's the smart move. No, I don't. Think so, so. Um, look, I think this might be a, like another year, you know, minimum. So mm-hmm. our van is literally sitting on the tarmac in Morocco. I don't know mm-hmm. how oh, good that is for the Morocco, van. Morocco, Trinity is. Yeah. Poor oh my girl. god, I did not know that. Dang. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We're, we'll, we're st- still figuring it out. We are actively looking for land. I think that'll be our big dream. The problem is, is so is everyone else in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Seems to be moving to cottage country away from the cities. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone has that $3,000 trip to Mexico that they usually do, now they're thinking, oh, let's save up and get a cottage. Or weddings. People are like canceling like weddings that people spend way too much money on and are looking for land just because... Like the city is so intense and to be living in a condo or in a confined space and then going into quarantine again will be very difficult. Difficult. So that's our kind of plan. We'll see. And and we're we're open to like a, a big project. So we're looking at vacant lots, ideally with waterfront, where we can, you know, live in our van and start building well, the first thing we're gonna build is an outdoor shower. Because <laughs> that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, that would be nice. And then was... maybe a little cabin and, you know, a dock and yeah. some toys, get some boats that's amazing so you would build that yourselves you guys would like buy land and then build oh my god that is so cool talk about a stressful thing i think building a van will be like no i'm looking forward to it it, man building a van is a pain in the ass it is such a small space there's Mm -hmm. no straight lines that's true when you're framing a house like you smash some two by threes together and you (laughs) put up a wall that's true i never thought about it like that yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Do you guys have any like entrepreneurial goals? I don't want to take any big reveal away from anything, but like you guys are always working towards something what feels like big and really cool. Is there anything that you guys have your eyes on right now? Always. 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 Well, actually our biggest step is we've just brought in a manager for like our YouTube. Shut business, up, Parker. And we love him. And I'm His name's so Parker. excited. Because I think it's just going to give us the space to actually take action on a lot of the things we've wanted to do. But I was doing so much of our admin and our day to day emailing and just the stuff that people had always told me when you need help, you'll know. And we've known and we finally found the right person. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things hopefully on the horizon. Um, we, we want it. We do have a podcast ourselves, which we yes. launched season one. So we're, we're going to be, you know, clearing up some time now to, to relaunch season two. We, we love this platform of, of sitting down and we, you know, we talked about it when we weren't recording, but just like an uninterrupted un- hour mm-hmm. where my future wife and I can just sit and, you know, blabble and all that stuff. And so. talk to other people. Like it's so, it's like we said, I've followed you forever and it's so nice to finally chat. I mean, we've been doing too much of the chatting. I'd love to have you on our pod one day, you know, yeah. so we can return the the stories and everything. But yeah, we love podcasting. We'd love to, yeah, just, I don't know, all sorts of things. Nothing's like set in stone yet. So better probably not to say it and get people excited because we keep doing with that, that with the pod. We're like, it's coming back. Yeah. And then all my DMs are like, when is it coming back? I'm like, yeah, sorry, we put it on hold again. Well, didn't you guys so. record a few episodes and then that got taken with some of the stuff when your van got broken into? Yeah, I remember that. I was like, dang, I can't imagine, <laughs> honestly, like sitting down and doing an yeah. episode, especially by myself, like with 
doing it like between me and having a conversation is a lot easier. But if I sit down and kind of like get the guts to just talk for an hour, which is for some reason harder for me than having like an open conversation with people, I can't imagine having to do that again. Yeah. And also like, but with the guests too, like we had sat down with people in Ireland and like had this like uninterrupted, like, like intimate you know chat and it was so awesome and then to just lose it was like ah so demoral like yeah it just kind of derailed our whole plan sorry my my buddy's here i need to just talk to him for one second so oh yeah no you're fine solo podcast with bad um okay well so no my next thing i can just get your take on it i always ask for anyone's favorite book if you have a favorite book to kind of before we share all of the ways people can find you any book do you want to share your favorite book no i was gonna say it's perfect time for me to leave (laughs) i mean if you don't have one that's also totally fine favorite book i feel like i'm drawing a blank here Mm. i really like it's kind of aggressive and motivational kind of but we've listened to it a few times it's called can't hurt me by david goggins okay have you heard of it i have not okay so i mean he grew up with like very different circumstances than i did and just like it's just an incredible book he's a a navy seal and all these kind of things and talking about the training he's been through and i just recommend it it makes you just feel like you can get up and go for a run and you know like just get after it is his saying and so I don't know. It's hard for Eamon and I to find like an audiobook that we both will listen to. So we've definitely re-listened to that one. It's just the first one that came top of mind, but I'd recommend it. Yeah. Maybe no, it's not sure. my favorite book of all time, but it's a good one. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like, I have to do this every single week, especially when I'm doing it by myself. And so I sometimes I'm just looking around my van and I'm like, I've recommended all of these 45 times. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, as long as you recommend it, that's great. Yes, okay. I and then it. let's go through all of your guys' socials and then... You're like, you have Triwalla, cookbook presets, all that kind of stuff. Anything that people can support you by doing and where they can find you. Aw, well, thank you so much. Honestly, people support us just by listening to like your podcast or following us or watching a video. So you can, our our most uh, consistent thing would be on YouTube every single Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We release a weekly episode. They're so up to date. So this Sunday we'll be doing electrical, which we're filming right now. (laughs) So that's just Eamon and Beck. Eamon spelled E-A-M-O-N and Beck. We're going to try to consolidate Instagram so it's not so confusing. So you can just follow us at Eamon and Beck as well. And then our chai company is chaiwalachai.com. And what else? Yeah, presets, everything you can find on our website, eamonandbeck.com. So maybe I'll just flip it all to you and you can include it in the show notes or something. So oh, it's yeah. less boring. Definitely. And um, we talked about your podcast, but we didn't say the name of it. It's Reroot, right? Yes, it's called Reroot. There's only season one as it stands, but we're hoping not to get everyone like all stoked but we're hoping to have season two up and running sometime soon so yeah and then hopefully it's like a consistent thing maybe it's not so season by season I think we took two years off in between yeah <laughs> season one and now so we'll see yeah for Sometimes sure it, are, are your podcasts monetized right uh, they are like every other podcast is sponsored by better help and then oh great yeah and then periodically like other companies kind of will come in for two episodes four episodes you know what i mean more sporadic but i signed a contract with better help to do all of 2020 every other week so that's awesome yes congratulations i've recommended which i don't know if you like going through platforms like this but it was just easier for me like you said earlier like doing all the admin and then also creating all the content is really difficult and so i kind of podcast wise passed the torch to this website and I've told them before but I like giving people these kinds of I don't know tools a website called advertise cast you can there is like a minimum download but it's fairly low I, I would imagine that all of your podcasts have over that minimum and they will like I just signed up with them I had been reaching out to different brands and like trying to negotiate and it falls through or it works out or whatever but as soon as I signed with them they immediately were like okay better is gonna sign a contract for all of 2020 every other episode and I was like oh thank god like now that's amazing yeah because I pay an editor for it so I was paying for every episode like I was literally yeah like negative for the podcast and so then to be able to make money and monetize it was super nice so yeah well I think that's what where I was going to go with that is like all of season one wasn't monetized and then we kept trying to bring it back and we found like a lot of feedback was our audio was sometimes spotty so it was like okay well we need to hire an editor same thing it's like you're in the negative and to to get yourself monetized is sort of the push you need to 
sit down for an hour every couple of days and record like you you need to have at some point like yes I'm happy to do season one for free and and be in the hole but you also at some point need to sort of take steps to incentivize yourself I guess right no for sure and I mean you can't I can't indefinitely just pay for everything I'm doing you know what I mean like eventually I I was investing money and even to Instagram when it comes to like upping my equipment and upping this so I'm like yeah sometimes I need to do sponsored posts because I'm in the hole for like starting a business and a brand and stuff so like I have no choice but to monetize that eventually but I think that's the best way people can support us is like I think you're the same as us. Like, we're not going to promote something. Like, I have 99% of the emails I say, like, a, just a hard no to, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you don't, like, you're, like, want me to promote beef jerky? Like, I'll never do that, you know? And <laughs> we'll never sell out. So just trust us and almost, like, support us and, and like, give a thumbs up to an Instagram post that's, that's sponsored. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's the best way you can support us is because we have to go out and somehow monetize. Right. Otherwise, we can't just keep doing this forever for free, right? Like, yeah. It's yeah. it's just so funny that you gave the example of beef jerky because for some reason, like as someone who is publicly plant based and vegan, I get asked to do jerky all the time. Like, not I even know. just random meat. It's always jerky, and I'm like, not have nothing against your. We brand. probably get the same emails. <laughs> yeah, I know. I will. I have a couple friends that are in like the same space as me, and so I will like send them a screenshot of an email, and they'll be like, "Yep, got the same one." And I'm just like, "Oh, yeah." I Sometimes, literally, like our friends Max and Lee, for example, have a similar YouTube channel or had or whatever, and we'd get like, "Hello, Max and Lee," and they'd get like, "Hi, Eamon and Beck." They'd like freaking not even get the right copy and pasted name yeah it's too funny yeah. yeah I've gotten like hey Sabrina or people will be like hey Ella everybody loves talking to Ella and I'm like Ella's not answering freaking emails okay she's just she's swimming in a lake right now talk, hey, talk Ella, to me that's great yeah um okay well I hate to say goodbye while Eamon is not here but that's pretty much everything that I have written down so I mean oh Eamon's oh. back speak of the devil <laughs> sorry I had to put out some fires or oh, prevent no, some totally fires, fine. I guess. <laughs> the business never stops, fires. you know? Okay, well, it was lovely chatting with you. Is there anything that you want to add or you feel like we did not go over or anything? No, thanks so much for the time. We, yeah. we really enjoyed it. Like we could chat so much longer is all, like, but nothing. Well, like we said, we, we'd love to have you on our podcast and, and maybe flip the table a little bit. Yeah, I was learning about how she's all monetized and everything. I'm so proud of her. It's amazing. Oh, damn. Who's, who's today's sponsor? Shout out to... BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Eamon, you have your first therapy session with BetterHelp this week. So there you go. What an ad You say you you have a therapy (laughs) session with BetterHelp? I I do. I need therapy. (laughs) Everybody needs therapy. I was going to say, we all need therapy. But yes, no, I love that you're doing that with BetterHelp. I I have had a phenomenal experience with them. Like my therapist is, and being on the road, it's pretty much the only way that we can get therapy. So yeah, I I do love them. This is not the ad, but... (laughs) sounds like no it. no that's great that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome well you've yet to meet him but his name's richard i call him dick <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know that yet <laughs> that's hilarious um okay yeah it was awesome talking to you guys thank you so much for being on i'm so happy we finally okay. got to sit down and talk of course and thank you to everyone for listening it was great thanks sydney yeah thank you guys have a lovely day and good luck with your electrical system i'll be oh, we need wishing it. thanks you bro. bye-bye <laughs>